In this episode, we chat about the intricacies of rest and how our culture and minds are resistant to it. We also talk about how everyone, no matter one's privilege, has the ability to make choices that lead to a better life for themselves. We have a culture that says, you know, if you're pushed in work, double down, triple down, quadruple down on pushing without ever step back to rest and listen before deciding the next effort. This would be the, the equivalent of being in the gym and never giving myself a rest period, assuming that continuing to lift was going to produce further results. You got to, you know, it's like, dude, you can chill out. You got to take a rest, reassess, recover, and then figure out your route forward because you're just running on fumes. We could all use two months or more of full stop, but that I think that we, we keep trying to ask ourselves how little rest, how little listening, how little talking can I get away with and still move forward? Mm-hmm. We got to pull our, we got to pull that shit front and fucking center because that's the medicine of the moment. Rest. Is rest. And then also just this idea of rest as a way forward. Can I read you all something I wrote? Please. Yes, please. <laughs> 1226, 2020. Cool. Uh, so day after Christmas, 829 a.m. Why fear the trough? Why cling to the crest? All things in nature move in cycles, move in waves. It is the receding of the last wave that gives power to the next. Boulders are worn smooth and great canyons formed, not of constant pressure, but constant lapping, trough to crest, trough to crest. To fight the rocking is to lose the momentum. I took a morning walk. I laughed at my worries as they arose. Lovingly, I looked up. Trees, detailed silhouettes set against pale pastels. Pinks, blues, lavenders, grays, whites, layer after layer, soft. If only looking down, how can one tell trough from crown? That's beautiful. That's so relevant. Yeah, thank you <laughs> for sharing that. what we that. were just talking about. Yeah, that softness and mm-hmm. awareness. I just want to note that rest, especially if you're not used to allowing yourself, the beauty of it is not probably going to feel super fun. <laughs> it's actually probably going to feel really shitty. I know as I've been learning to accept rest, my brain is always saying, you know, you could be doing something more productive than this. Why are you taking this time? Why are you taking a nap in the middle of the day? It's actually been a little exhausting learning to rest because my brain won't stop telling me these untruths. So it's okay if it feels like shit. <laughs> I think that's really important to note. What are some of the ways that you've navigated that? I think trying to rewire those pathways, like telling myself that it is safe and productive for me to rest because sometimes it's hard for me to think of myself as not being productive and to kind of bridge that gap for myself. I have said, you know, this is productive. Resting is going to lead to something that you do want because I think it was too much of a gap just to be, you know, it's safe for me to rest right now. Cause I don't think I really believed that. And just fighting, it's kind of a bad word for it, but sitting in the resistance when my mind and my body don't, don't want to give me that rest, you know, like I'm going to do this anyways, like get out of here. I'm doing this anyways. 
yeah, permission. Yeah, exactly. I was just wondering what support you've had on that journey. Mike, I was curious if you've had coaches or other people supporting you and, and cheering you on in that or. Absolutely. Yeah. I've worked with quite a few coaches um, since I've started my journey of accepting rest. <laughs> I wouldn't say support from, from my, from my close friends, of course, but I think it's really hard to understand when you're not on the same journey. I've noticed a huge difference now in how I spend my time and live my life and allow joy and ease into my life since I've moved out of the corporate world, out of Canada. And I think it's really hard for some of my friends to understand who are still in the rat race, so to speak. It's, yeah, it's honestly, it's a skill and it's a resistance that you, that I have had a hard time coming up against. And I think especially because when I was working in the corporate world, I didn't find time to rest. It was work, recover from work, prepare for work, try to fit in any social time that you can. And I remember so many people saying, oh, it's so nice that you have a five days on five days off schedule. Mm. (sighs) It's like, because that sounds so great to say that. But then the really early hours, the really late hours, the shift work schedule, it never really feels like you have five days off. Usually you have one day on either end recovering and then three days in the middle where you try to shove the rest of your life into. And it's just go, 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 go all the time. Working for myself and living here and having time to go down to watch the sunset every night and to read on my balcony for a few hours still my brain goes, okay, like, what are we doing here? And in those moments, I just sit with that and think, this is the life you've created for yourself now. You don't have to still live in that past life. You don't have to still live in that rat race. You don't have to still live in anxious and hurriedness all the time. Can I just say that, like, I also felt a visceral relief when you were not on that schedule anymore. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Literally, I like just vicariously. It was really helpful. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> One of your inner support circle. Yeah. yeah. It was like exhausting just watching that. <laughs> you know, because I think you, the three of us hold a lot of relative advantages. You know, we already named one, no kids. So, yeah. um, so there are more options and opportunities in everybody gaining different awarenesses at different points in their lives. And, and these, th- this question of what do you want out of this one life is best, is best asked earlier on. You know, it strikes me that you realized that you needed a different pot if what you wanted to grow was going to grow. I think that's really important to acknowledge. I value that you say that it can be easier if discovered earlier on. But I'd also like to say as well that I got married and we decided that this wasn't the relationship for us. And so we, you know, we dissolved our relationship and moved on with our lives. And so as much as I feel like it, it can be easy to say, Oh, it's easier if you figure this out earlier on, I feel like at whatever point in your life, you realize that this is not working for you anymore. Even the awareness of that, that desire is there for a reason Mm. and ignoring that Ignoring your intuition, I personally believe, leads to nothing good. And it's never, ever, ever too late, wherever and whatever you're doing in your life, to start making different choices. 
A thousand percent. I think that's a that's a principle that has to be acknowledged that you can't ignore that. I think I mean to also affirm that somebody with four kids and a mortgage is in a different position than me. That's a, that is another, that's just another mm-hmm. thing to tackle. That doesn't, that doesn't make that, that awareness is equally important whenever it arrives. And that self-discovery or discovering or acknowledging a part of yourself that has not been fed. You might be in a different position. You might have four kids and a mortgage and mm-hmm. also it still needs to be fed. It still mm-hmm. needs to be nurtured and watered once you once you gain awareness over it and i think whatever position you're in watering and nurturing the parts that have not been listened to or seen or acknowledged only brings good things into your life absolutely Mm -hmm. carly and i've actually talked about this like at length the idea of like the privilege to quit a job and go do something that feels better right like we've delved into that and i was thinking when y'all were talking about this at first that conversation was in my mind because i do want to recognize the privilege And also that ability to, no matter where you are at, make differences, even if it's literally just looking at something through a different lens. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe if you have four kids and a mortgage that I got, I mean, maybe you can still move to Mexico or something, but if that doesn't feel right or possible, like, you know, can you change the first five minutes of your day? Or like, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's, I mean, that's, I think one of the, beautiful things about coaching too, is like meeting someone where they're at. Does it feel reasonable to you to move your family to Mexico? No. Okay. What can we do? What does feel good? What's just one small step towards feeling a little bit better? I think the other thing that comes up for me is I, I think, I think sometimes privilege is an important word. And sometimes I think the word relative advantage also works for me. We are, we exist. We've been born into a culture that has robbed us of rest. Rest is not a privilege. Rest mm-hmm. is right, right? And mm-hmm. it, there are still people with a, a relative advantage to be able to access and reshape their lives around rest, restoring that and returning that, who, who are at a relative advantage over many to be able to do that. But that doesn't diminish rest as a right, as an inherent right. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's so, oh man, that, that stirs up a fire in me about so many other things that are considered like um, self-care. That's just like, <laughs> Dude, that's not self-care. That's like literally like human necessity. This is also where the difference is, you know, I think we have, we have entered also it, what has been co-opted into our cap into capitalism is the self-care market is spirituality is self-help, right? Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. One of the tenants in 12 step programs is that you give away the gifts that were freely given to you that service. It is, it is that part of the sickness is a self-centeredness. Mm, is, yeah is this selfness and that one of the ways toward healing that you don't need it's a room full of completely fucked up people all helping each other towards sobriety right nobody needs to be healed to help right first day you're going to be given a job greeting a door maybe right just greeting people but you do service you you return the gifts that are fully given that have been given and and that i think that's an important part of this journey is you know and, and part of our conversations that we've been having is like okay so I have this awareness. I have been practicing rest. How do I turn around and return this to others? Mm-hmm. Because if it's all about just you, then, then I don't think it, then I'm not, if you're using the relative advantage simply to, to save yourself, then in many ways it is, does become a privilege. I, what I mean to say is that gifts that are gifts that are freely given are, are meant to be given away again, in terms of helping others find their way toward rest and whatever other forms of freedom we can.
But I like your, like that differentiation between privilege and what was the word that you used? Relative advantage. It's one that I've been, I've just been playing around with lately that I heard. Well, I think that's really important. I mean, things that when you say that, things that pop up for me is literally like water, shelter, food. Those aren't privileges. Those are necessities. But yet how many people don't have water? I literally like was listening to a podcast yesterday where they quoted and I don't remember the amount of people, but I was like, my jaw went to the floor. Like the amount of people that don't have water, uh, you know, like drinking healthy drinking water. And then if I, you know, if you think about food, it's like the amount of people that can't afford or don't have access to like actual healthy organic food that's going to fuel your body and that fast food and other things are so much more accessible, right? So it's mm-hmm. like when we're not eating well, like that's changing the entire dynamic of our lives. And it's literally something that not everyone has access to. It's saddening. I mean, that's a yeah. really poor word. For, I, I don't even know the word for it. It's just, it's, uh, it's unfathomable in, in ways that it's just reality. And that, that we're all just like, yep, that's just how it is. So helpless feeling, you know? I really follow you. And, and it's kind of hard to expand on at times because it's as simple as like, not everybody has food, water, shelter, and clothing. What the actual fuck? Or even to like mental health care access to or even like in the u.s like access to healthcare in general that's a that's a big one that i can go on a soapbox about i would love to riff on that i think all three of us have made moves in, in our recent lives conscious moves to put ourselves in, in environments that are more supportive of any number of qualities that we're trying to cultivate i'll bring up this example over and over again if i got a little seedling that sprouted and not doing well, you and I can, we can all argue over what sweet and palate of nutrients we need to give it to balance it out. But if that little fucker isn't planted in some soil, if it's just resting on a little concrete, then, then that's the issue. And you can, you can try to dose it with the proper amount of phosphorus and nitrogen and this and that, right? All you want a la carte health services, Mm -hmm. but it's the environment will always be working against it. It's always going to be an uphill battle is to get it into some soil. And I think that that is a lot of where our culture is at, right? This grind culture, corporate culture, our current work schedules, our dissociation from the land, from community. All of these are questions of appropriate soil and mental health. Like all of these, all these, these symptoms and these the, that we've been experiencing would, would, I think, often resolve themselves with more outdoor access, fresh food, compassionate community and friends and listening good movement, and then healthy water. Let's see where the dust settles after that.